0: When I first met him, he was Mr. Charming, but it didn't last. The longer I knew him, the less I knew him. That's the strange thing about love. One minute you can have your tongue up someone's arse, and the next you can't even communicate. So says Boy George, who is the subject matter of this episode of the Rock Star Biography Podcast. My name is Christian Overfield. I'm one half of the show. I'm delighted to be here and tackle this book with my delightful and lovely co-host, who is?
1: Martha Guzman.
0: Martha Guzman. I'm very excited to tackle this one and to delve into um, Take It Like a Man, written by the um, super famous Boy George it was published 25 years ago. Wow. Um, it's hard to believe. It certainly reads like it was published yesterday. And as a brief note, the cover, I don't know if you know this, Martha was designed by Chip Kidd, who's a super famous graphic uh, designer. He's famous for yes. having designed all the pretty horses, Jurassic Park, and so forth. Um, and um, this is this equally striking cover. And it's, I thought, super adequate for the book that we read. Um, I thought we would just jump right into it because there's so much to get to. So much. So much to get to. So, as always, because I continue to be a sexist, I'm going to ask you do this first. <laughs>
1: no, I think that's very nice. Even for a feminist, I find it very nice to show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad to
0: hear that. All right. I'm going to turn it over to you. I know um, uh, I, I welcome you back. I thank you for returning, Martha. I know you were relaxed in Palm Springs and you're refreshed.
1: I am very.
0: Hopefully, that contributed to your ability to uh, diagnose this book and to to render your verdict. What 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 was your response? What was your reaction to this?
1: I loved this book. I loved it. I I uh, thought it was great. And this book gave me finally what all the other books have not, which is every last detail about everything he dished and then he dished some more. And it was just, I mean, it had its moments, you know, when, when where it's, it's a little sad and, and it's but I mean, it, it, it had everything and, and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was a long book. It was a long book, almost 500 pages, but it, I read it very quickly. I, I, it was, for me, it was a page turner. I just kept reading and reading and reading, and it was really difficult for me to put it down. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt that we really got to know him.
0: Yes. Yes. I
1: felt that he did not hide any part of who he is. And that he just really laid it all out for us. And I think as a reader, when you read an autobiography, that's what you want. You want to get, we all already know the personas that we see on stage and and that whole, you know, we know that person. And so when I read these books, what I'm what I want to take away is a little bit more of who they really are off stage. And I felt that he truly gave us that. I felt that. By the time I was done reading this book, I had a good feeling as to who, as to who Boy George really is. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly—he doesn't shy away from any of it. He, he just says it all, and so I appreciated that. I appreciated uh, the honesty with which he wrote, and you know, some things that he wrote about, I, I can imagine. I can imagine we're not easy to write about, but he did so anyway. And I think he just really lets you into his head, into his heart. Like I just really felt that I got a full picture of who he was and I appreciated that. It also made me appreciate some of the songs that I love even more uh, by knowing sort of what the inspiration was behind them. And they was, you know, there was, I just really enjoyed this book a lot. And I wish that <laughs> all the other books we read up until now were quite as, were just as candid as this one was. And I uh, wish that they would have revealed as much because I felt that with, at least so far, I felt I felt that with many of the other books, we really haven't gotten a full, a full picture of who these
0: individuals
1: are. So, yes,
0: I I really enjoyed it. You really? Okay. Um, I definitely think the book is in a category all by itself compared to the others. It doesn't really even compare. No. It's like, interestingly enough, we read that he hated school like everybody else. But he, when it comes to writing this book, took the job very seriously or uh, certainly gave it 100% the good old college try and, like you said, there's every detail and then detail under the detail. Uh, it's like he had a just took a, a hand held close up camera to every scene of his entire life. Um, it was, in fact, so involving that I don't know if you feel this way, Martha, but when I read these books or any autobiography of a famous person, I mean, you're reading it because. They, some event happened that made them famous and they thus became, you know, on your radar. And I'm reading about you because of that thing. So when I begin reading about these people and they start with their childhood, it feels so obligatory. And I always kind of, it's like eating my vegetables. I got to read this stuff before I get to the good stuff. the stuff that, you know, I want to know about. I want to know about your band's formation, the creation of your music, all that good stuff. But his book was so involving that I forgot I was reading about a celebrity. I yes. forgot I was reading about Boy George. And in fact, it came, I call it the the, uh, the Titanic syndrome. And I mean that the best way. I personally believe that movie really works because you get so involved in the characters, you actually forget, oh yeah, the, the ship's going to sink. That's why I bought the ticket. The ship's going to sink. But you get involved in the characters. And this book succeeds in that way, in that when I finally got to the phrase culture club, I actually had a... St- remind myself, oh, that's right. I read yes. it about boy George. Yes. I forgot about that. The book succeeds so completely just as a story. Yes. Um, and it's, all, and he, he, the, the, it's so fully realized prior to getting to that portion that it's just a component of his life. His life becomes the fascinating subject and Culture Club just happens to be a part of it. And I can't say enough how uh, successful it it is as just a piece of writing and as a story. And I don't think anybody, if you've never heard of Culture Club, you could enjoy this as just a reading experience that, um, like you you said, you get to know, I I mean, to the extent that any of this is real and you can never get to know anybody because it's all just through filters, through filters, through filters. And we're getting his version, which is, you know, through interpretation and all that stuff. But to the extent you can know anybody, I... I felt like I was spending time with a person. I was sad when it was over. I felt so intimately connected to a person. I lost track of the pages and I was glad. Yeah.
1: Yes, me too. That's exactly how I felt.
0: Yeah. uh, I just can't, can't. I mean, I, I, I don't want every show to be, oh, I love this one too. I love this one too. And I know we loved, and I still, you know, did love Phil Collins' book, but this was really. So far, completely by itself. Um, It's so funny and warts and all. Yes. In fact, the only, not a criticism, but there was a point where he was giving an anecdote in such detail that was so specific. I thought, who can possibly remember all of these scenes with such vivid exactness? I started to actually have a new doubt, which is, are you making this up as you go along? (laughs) He tells a story just randomly about, Ordering juice from some guy who works at a juice bar. This is like thirty four years ago, and I'm like, "How do you even remember that amidst all the experiences of your life?" By the way, I mean we haven't even got to the content and the vividness, the 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 over the topness of every moment of this guy. Oh, it's so great! It's
1: all so great,
0: right? So I'm thinking, how can you possibly remember in this detail the detail with which you offer to us this? this little vignette. And so I actually had a, a new kind of, uh, not a criticism, but a doubt. I was wondering, are you just making this up as you go along? Because the quantity of the detail was, um, a, that's what made it so engaging. But I actually had a moment of, I, I, I don't know how anybody could remember the entire of their life to this minute degree as he did.
1: Well, you know, with me, I think the reason that I enjoyed it as much as I did is it's twofold. I've been keeping diaries and journals since I was 12 years old. And sometimes, you know, I'll just kind of look through them and, and, you know, I have them sort of by decade, like my teens, my twenties, my, th- you know, it's, it's very funny. And sometimes when I want to go laugh, I'll go to my diaries and journals from my twenties, just, I mean, you know, I don't do this often. It's just once in a while, but in a blue moon. And I just laugh at some of the stories that I've written down. And as I was reading his book, I felt like I was reading someone's diary and I, because of the level of detail yeah. in with which he, yeah. you know, which, which he writes in. And so I think for me that was part of the reason that I also enjoyed it so much because again, I think that the way that he wrote it I and mean, you really get a feel for who he is. And again, like you said, you know, who knows how much of that is really him, how much, but it, you know, just from what you see on TV or, or whatnot. And, and then putting this book together, it, 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 kind of all meshes as to, no, this really does seem like this is who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, part of the reason that for me i think it was so enjoyable because i i almost read it as a journal as a diary mm. you know where it's all of these details because he goes into such detail about everything um, um you know almost the way that you would when you're writing a diary where you're you, know, you don't leave anything at. at least i know i don't when I'm, i write i write about everything and- I think for me that was the reason that it was so pleasurable to read. And I laughed out loud so much too while I was reading it. I mean, there were some moments where I I I just I just couldn't stop laughing because the things the way in which you write, it's it's just it's so funny. And yes, it's it's really does stand on its own. When we compare it to everything we've read up until this point, I, I think it's sort of on a league of its own, this book.
0: Yeah. Um, let's get into some of the detail then. Yes. I guess let's go into his childhood a little bit. As I was, again, as I very quickly got immersed into the telling of it all, I, after the fact, I thought, boy, this could be, it's just its own little television series.
1: Yes, or a movie, or a movie. Yeah, a movie. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah like just uh, George O'Dowd's childhood. Here's just another episode. It had so much, I, it's not one I personally would want to live. There was a lot of just, violence it felt like yes. at home and chaos. Yes. And uh, I just, I can't count how many times we read about him receiving violence from somebody in his life. It just seems to be yes. a pattern, an arc that starting from his father to uh, to his lovers, it just seems to be a, a, a theme on uh, a habit that I don't know if he, it's one he, who knows why it appears in his life. I'm not a shrink, but it's there from the start. Um, it didn't sound fun. No, his, it did not. His dad was tripping him, beating him up, and and so quickly is it as he he just describes. He just seems like to be a fully realized individual as a, even as a kid, uh, to be so specific, nuanced in, in the ways that he dressed and the the things that he was doing, his interests um just barreling forward into the world even though his interest put him at odds with everybody around him including his family because it just seemed very clear that he was telegraphing to the world that he was gay and back then that's not something that uh was a fun battle to wage
1: yeah he was very sure of himself from a very young age Mm -hmm. and he just had a lot of confidence it seems yes. in yeah. terms of the way he carried himself and not really caring what what people thought. Although it seems that that started happening happening gradually as as he as he got older. But right. because it sounds like when he was a child he was he was a little shy and and he wasn't too sure of himself. But as he as he started getting older he just became more self assured and that I think really contributed to his eventual success too.
0: So I want to know how you felt about certain habits I read and again. <sighs> All of these things that he does as a, as a young person contribute ultimately, I guess, is, uh, better or worse to his success. So he has a whole bunch of menial jobs. He's very upfront about how he doesn't like to work.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right? He yes. hates to work, doesn't want to do it. Yes. And, and how
1: there was, there's one, there's one uh, scene that he describes where he felt that he should, he should just get an arts grant. For the right. mere fact that he
0: existed,
1: <laughs> that was so funny right. to me. Like that's just his being alive should have been right.
0: enough. Right? <laughs> yeah, ego. And the, he had the ego and hubris of a rock star early. Right, yes, he did. To back it up. Yes. But okay, so I we read that he's got one job where he, I, honestly, I, I, he's just I think at a supermarket or something.
1: Oh, Tesco. Hey, He's working okay.
0: at Tesco's, yeah. And he's he's chronically late, and I'm sure just shows up with the worst attitude. And then when he quits, he, he throws causes a big scene. <laughs> By the way, the book. Uh, another theme of the book is he's just everywhere he goes, he creates a scene. Yeah, it's just drama at the highest level. So we read that new quits. He knocks over a big huge pallet and makes a scene and storms out. And on another event, um, he's working at hat store. Okay. And what he decides to do is he's stealing hats. Yes. Okay. And so he'll put them in the alleyway and he'll arrange to collect them later. And then, of course, he's fired from this job, right? And he feels indignant. And what he decides to do is he goes back to the store after he's been canned and sacked. And he takes a can of black paint and he pours it through the mail slot. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. See now you're laughing. Now this is the this is my dad and me coming out because I I had mixed feelings as I'm reading the book. Okay, so he's causing his scenes. He's knocking over palettes. Now it's humorous to read, and the uh, the entirety of the book is incredibly humorous to read. The guy's wit is remarkable. It's like I'm I actually feel Beyond. like I'm reading I'm reading Dorothy Parker reincarnated, and his barbed wit. Is so acidic and funny. Oh, and fast. it's
1: hysterical. So right. hysterical.
0: So that's, I'm, that's pleasurable as the reader, as I'm experiencing it. But at the same time, I'm thinking, for instance, and I'm using the store owner as an example of just people in his way, if you will. And he took great delight the next day returning to the store and watching the store owner having to clean up. I, I don't know how you do that, by the way. You clean up all this black paint for your store that you're working hard at. You're trying to conduct a business and be responsible. Oh, it's
1: awful. It's It's, awful. But as you read it, you also, I mean, for me, I thought it was awful, but I couldn't help but just, because I could imagine this taking place and it was just so outlandish, you know?
0: It is. He's just outlandish all the time. Yes. Yeah. Had he not found Culture Club, I just think he would have wound up dead or in some kind of prison or who knows, but. I don't I'm just wanting to know how much of this do, do you forgive because he became successful and he wrote great pop songs. Because I just I'm just thinking of this woman who owns a store and she shows up to work, she's had to deal with this guy, it was a crap employee stealing from her. Right. And now there's black paint all over the place. That's her day. And to him it's all a laugh. And we read repeatedly about him. T- Conducting scenes uh, throughout his entire life, when dinner plans don't go his way, or social experiences, or friends don't perform as he wants them to, and he's pouring wine over their face or throwing coffee. Over right. Them, you know. And, right. And I, so I, I, I had a, a. It's a fully realized experience I was having as I'm reading this because he is being incredibly honest. He's telling us quite sordid stuff that makes him look terrible. Um, sometimes I, I didn't know how I felt about the way when she was telling these anecdotes, because sometimes it, I felt like he was still preening, like, look what fun I had. Ruining this person's thing, destroying that person's thing. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes. At times it was a bit much, um, like when he is, you know, throwing a glass of something over someone's head or throwing, yes, I, I understand what you're saying, um, However, okay. while those things I, I, I was sort of conflicted about as well, the, the bodily harm type things I wasn't into. But there were certain stories that just, I could picture some of this stuff happening. And I'm just thinking, yeah, oh my gosh, so that- this is just so crazy. Back-
0: it's, yes, it, And
1: I think the, 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 what did it for me and that just kind of made me laugh sometimes was that someone would actually do things like that. Yeah, because, I
0: guess so. You're right. Yeah.
1: Because I would never, yeah, have the courage to do. I mean, I would just never do that. I would never, even if I was super upset at an employer that sacked me. I would never go and do damage to the business or whatever. You know, I just right. wouldn't do those sorts of things. So the fact that he did those things, because I think sometimes. You wish you could do stuff like right, that when you're, you're angry right. or you're upset you're and right. you're thinking, oh God, if only if I could do that. But he actually did those things. He
0: does it. If it and, occurs to him, he does it. Right.
1: And and there's no sort of filter. A, a filter. There's <laughs> yeah. like no self-control. There's just None. like, you know, I'm just gonna do it and I don't care. And yes. And and I would never do things like that because I I just wouldn't. I don't think many of us would. No, you but right. but those are things that I think some of us sometimes toy with. In our head, you yes. know, if, yeah. if someone really upsets you, I mean, I have certain thoughts like, oh, I wish I could just, you know, do this right. or the other. I mean, I'm not going to act on it, but I certainly think of it. You and, know, what? and he does it. He just, he just did it <laughs> without any remorse. I mean, he did have remorse sometimes. Like, I don't know that he does. Well, he, he does, does say it. He does say sometimes how he, in the book, he does say after sometimes after he would do certain things that he would feel kind of like, uh I mean, it was few. Right. instances where, where he felt that way, but he had his moments. I mean, I, even though they were rare, uh, but I think it's just sort of the that bravado of like, you know what, you did me wrong and I'm going to do you wrong three times as bad or, you know, and he just didn't care.
0: You used a word So uh, that I think, okay. It highlighted for me, the, the experience I had reading it. It was a mixed emotion. Part of me did think that there was a, a an admirable chutzpah almost yes on the one hand and but it coexisted with well this person on the other end who is recipient of this this behavior yes uh we read that he works in a coat check in a club and by the way if you ever hire boy george as a coat check at your house what he's going to do is he's going to go through the pockets of all the coats and steal Mm -hmm. all the money that's in inside the pockets and he says, Calmer later gets him another example of this kind of behavior, meaning he does the things. I guess the way, you know, comedians, they say what we're thinking, man. And as you put it, boy, George just does the thing you kind of want to do, but you stop yourself from doing. He's one of the many relationships he has with seemingly straight man doesn't go well. His name, his name is Kirk. Kirk upsets him. And so what, what does boy George do is he gets a can of spray paint. And spray paints, Kirk is a cunt, all over somebody's door. And uh, again, that was another example of part of me, as you put it, was sort of dazzled by the guys. It takes a kind of uh, fearlessness, I guess, or just a lack of maybe thinking beyond his nose in terms of the consequence. I'm not sure. It was both uh, intoxicating to me as the reader and also terrifying and yes was, you know yeah to be on
1: the other end of that yeah terrible terrifying yes to,
0: to vicariously go through that ride with him you you just marvel at his ability to also to get away with it he has both i, I i've never in my life martha gotten away with anything i've ever tried it even the most pg 13 level i'm caught and caught <laughs> And and i feel like some people are just ordained to get away with it or maybe the scope of the hubris is just people don't know how to deal with a kind of anti-societal behavior lived at the level that he lives it you know what i'm saying yes so it was a very heady experience yes um, it
1: leaves your head spinning i told really you that does. i told you that when i was done with it my head was literally spinning, spinning yeah because i thought wow like i just Well, give me a minute here. Let me let me get my give me a minute. What did I just read? What did I just go through?
0: And Martha, by the way, that's before I mean I felt that way. Like, oh my God, just the quantity, the rush, the speed of it all. Yeah. Before before he'd even tried drugs. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: (laughs) I felt that too. I felt that before he even got to the drugs. Then when he gets to the drugs, I was just like, whoa, I, I need a moment here. What is going on? I felt like I right. was the one taking all the drugs. I mean, I felt like, what is happening? Right. This, is, this is all too much. And it's right. just repeatedly and, and, and so much. And it's also, everything was in excess. The sex, excess. the drugs, all of it was right. in excess in his life.
0: I want to push it back a little bit to the portion where he's... <sighs> Um, he's basically squatting, and yes, and just he and his friends would go look for abandoned houses and then just move in and set up shop. But it seems and like that was the thing to do, Christian.
1: Because do. remember yeah. when we read the same thing with Chrissy talking right. about where they would just do that and just kind of squat, and that was sort of right. like the thing I to do in England in the seventies. Cool people in England,
0: do. Yeah. yeah,
1: without running water, without and, and you know, all I kept thinking was how could you not have running water? And, and right. <laughs> I'm, thinking of all, I'm thinking of all the practical things, right? Like where were you going to the bathroom and showering right. and, and making dinner and cooking? And I just, how, it's so, it's such a different life from what we have ever experienced.
0: Right. So what was interesting to me is like I said, you, uh, you know, you and I and most of the world, we only meet boy George, when he's fully formed as this character and to read who, who he was or uh, behind it or prior to success is so at odds with this pop veneer because that George is living, he's squatting. He's like living, like you said, and it using outdoor toilets. I love the, the the Frank honesty with the talks. He says he doesn't, he didn't wash very often. Yes, right. And I'm thinking, and it's graphic in terms of yes. the quantity, the detail. The, the, okay, so it's not a big surprise he tells you about the numerous sexual experiences he's having, and it's coupled with the fact that he's not washing <laughs> that his clothes. Yeah, you can smell them from a distance. He
1: can stand on his own. He says that one. Right. Time. Oh my goodness.
0: So this character was truly, uh, truly authentic. I mean. And, and the one that, that we come to on the back end looks like almost like, oh, like some corporate office just sort of put it together with Photoshop. Hey, here's, let's just make this guy named Boy George. But it was just so organically created. And yes, it was, I think so. We read that there's a, a, a wax replica made of a Madame Toussaint, right? Yes. And. I just think, boy, if they'd really gone the distance and made this authentic, they would have added the odor, the, the <laughs> squalor, because that's ultimately what achieved success was this kind of squalid, uh, somewhat poorly, odiferously, badly smelling guy who was just almost um, mildly homeless. By choice, by choice. Yeah, it was like, hey, and and I've never ever read about somebody who exerted, who had such a commitment and so much energy to existing in the evening. The the way he talks about during that time of his youth, going to clubs. Yeah. And the seriousness with which that's, this is what I'm doing with my day is essentially preparing
1: for the the night. Yeah,
0: for the nighttime. Right. And we learn about just the, the quantity of time that this man spends putting on his armor of makeup. Every yes.
1: Day I was fascinated go- by all of that. I was you have to be. Absolutely fascinated.
0: I, You have to be. I mean, I can't. Ha, how does he find? How does any person find the time to put that much thought and effort into their appearance? I mean, it looked. The way in which actors talk about having to sit down in the makeup chair for like two hours and the he
1: did it every go, night,
0: every day. <laughs> this is just, just what I do. Every to start, and he, I think he even breaks down his process. Like, yes, I do that then I go do this, then I do that.
1: And at Can one really- point, he makes fun of someone because they had it wrong, where they started right. with the lips and not the right. eyes. And then you don't right. have to tell you at, w- at that point when I read that, I thought, "Oh my gosh, I love this!" I start my makeup routine just like Boy George. Our- right. I start with the eyes, and I, I right. do the lips the- at the end.
0: <laughs> right, mine's always been completely backwards. Oh,
1: <laughs> has it? Oh, you start, you I, start uh, your eyes. Have- your eyes are the last thing that you. Yeah, uh, that you I'm always
0: <laughs> the response I've been getting has always been negative, negative. now I know what. <laughs>
1: Well, there you go. You're not doing it in
0: order. I wasn't. And now I know <laughs> through his tutorial. There by, you the go. Way, there, by the way, I, unless I'm, I don't know about it, if ever somebody should have a makeup line, I mean, this guy could be a billion and ten oh, times over for this, sure. at this point. Sure. I mean, yeah. so when when you get reading about all the experimentations that he undergoes, the different looks he tries on and adopts just happily and yes. in, in, uh, he, I took on a new, I didn't know that this Boy George character wasn't really character. That was just, that was so truly just.
1: That's yeah. who he was. <laughs> yeah. That's, who he, That's was. who he is. That's who he is. He, he, is. Who he was, yeah. yes.
0: And I t- hadn't quite, it, it felt authentic even as a kid. I mean. It
1: really but did. I really,
0: but I really took on such a three-dimensional authenticity as I read about it. And like I said, when I re- I had to remind myself Or rather, I had forgotten. Oh, yeah, I'm reading about Boy George and Culture Club, you know?
1: And, you know, that's that's so true, Christian, what you just said about how it always felt authentic. And I think that maybe that's what we responded to as well. You know, because I remember as a kid, really responding to him. You know, even as a little kid, just really really liking him and really responding to him. I, I just thought he was so amazing. And I had never seen anyone that looked like him before. And I responded so, so strongly towards
0: mm-hmm. him. Yeah,
1: And even, even as, as time went by, it was always, I mean, I do. I mean, there are some songs that I absolutely love by culture club, uh, but, but I've always been a fan of, his, if that makes more sense. I've always been a Boy George fan more than a Culture <laughs> Club fan, and and I think it's it's in part because of that, because of mm-hmm. that authenticity. Because you could,
0: yeah. Because
1: I think otherwise we would have been able to see through it. You know, like oh, this yeah, guy's right. just this guy's just love it. He, it's right. just an act. But it's not an act. And as you read as you read this book, you realize yeah. how much it's not an act. If anything, he was trying to suppress them who he really was. For the sake of the band, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there were moments right. where he was really trying to suppress himself and, and not be as outlandish as he truly was outside of the band. <laughs> okay. it, so it's, it's, it's hysterical, but, yeah. but, but I think it was that authenticity has always translated. And I think that that's the, and you know, I've, I've seen them live. I saw, I saw Culture Club a couple of years back, actually. And I have to tell you, Christian, as I was reading the book, I felt that who he is on stage—that's what we're reading about. Yeah, because he is so charming and he is mm-hmm. so funny, and and the way he interacts with the crowd. I mean, he will—you know—he he can be a little bitchy with the audience too, but he does it in such a way where you just start laughing because. It's funny the way he does it, you know, and it's his wit. And so as I was reading the book, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is, there's no pretense about this guy. This is really, really who he is.
0: Um, Going back to his to his. Well, OK, first of all, I want to say I, I agree with that. I don't know if I liked him exactly the same way that you did, but I always had. I mean, I don't know, I'm 12 or 13 when I first you first when you experience it, it's like, oh, whoa, what is this? Right. But I had I had a warm, I don't know, he just something about him seemed likable. I Yes. Couldn't I was too young at all to even try to categorize what I was experiencing. Right. But I did like it. And whereas the band behind him in their outfits, you could sense that, you know, it had been agreed that the band would be dressed in a way to compliment <laughs> Yeah, jo- Boy George, he was he seemed real. They looked like, well, <laughs> You know, we have to wear this because it complements Boy George's outfit. And that's what we're doing now. Um, so there's some, there was some always, you know what I love reading about these books? It's always, there's one or two sentences of pop culture trivia that, and I go, I did, I get so excited and I say, Me oh, too. I
1: didn't know that. Me too.
0: So two big ones, well, one's less so the lesser one is I didn't know that um, as we discover, he was flirting with or auditioning and trying to become a member of bow wow wow yeah right yeah which was like that was interesting i was like oh wow what's a close call and you know visually he would have been in fit you could see why that was a you know a possible thing right but it didn't work out and you
1: know what and you know what's funny about that too christian was that i used to think that annabella the singer of bow Wow wow was trying to look like him
0: oh i always thought
1: that about her and here we've come to find out that he was actually trying to be in. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was interesting. Right.
0: So the biggest one, I, I was so excited to read it. Um, is we read that culture club's debut show had in its audience, Dave Gahan, Yes. Of, uh, Depeche mode. He was there for their very first ever show. And I just, when I read about the way in which the, all these worlds constantly intersect overlap I, I the scaffolding just becomes richer more complex more interesting and those little details of of rock history that you know are you know coming across i just to me i those are priceless i yes. just love reading stuff like that roger
1: taylor of Duran Duran was friends with with him too yeah, yeah. you know yeah, and, yeah. and another one of his friends and Right. John Taylor makes an appearance in his book as well. Yes.
0: Right. We should, by the way, we should save that comparison for the end. Yes. Um, yes. So, but what's interesting about, because I've given a lot of thought to this book, is that when you get to Culture Club, he doesn't talk too much about the, the, the muse. He right? doesn't. Yeah. It, he, and I really feel like he kind of undersells his own talent. You kind of almost have to. He mentions it a couple times and he just sort of grows up being able to hum these songs walking down the street, and he doesn't seem he, he both does and doesn't seem to recognize his value in the band he, because he can't play an instrument. He's like, well, I don't know how to figure out the chords to these melodies I'm creating, and he's bored but, in the recorded studio no, all I the love time. That dude I, have, I,
1: just I did it. too. I, I did it. too. <laughs> yeah. Where he's just like, oh, when do oh, I come guys, and sing? I'm over it. I'm done. I'm gonna go shop. Right. I love and I,
0: I loved it when I guess the band as bands do start jamming on their own and he has to tell them, okay, I get it, you can play your instrument. Yes, yes. And he says the musicians love to masturbate. And yes. I just love the
1: condom. Yes.
0: Right. And I did I like the respectful way in which he describes his own little instrument. If I mean I'm it's not little, but that he's the singer and that's it's a human one. And so it's more so. For instance, you know, John Moss repeatedly breaks his pinky. We can get into that later as to why that happens. Yes. But no No one questions why the, the show can't go on when he's injured. But when boy George isn't feeling well, people just tell him to suck it up and perform anyway. Right. You know, his instrument's wholly dependent upon how he's feeling, how his voice is, and all of those good things. And I actually came away thinking that boy George, at a minimum, is as much an artist as George Michael. I, f- I got the sense that he can just show up as an idea person with melodies and create, and he is true, a pure creative, a pu- the purest kind.
1: Well, he says that uh, himself. He, yeah. you know, he says that.
0: I think it kind of took him a while to quite get the, the purity of his creative ability and his, and what he can do and how rare that gift is. Yes. Um, it's like basically they assembled the band around him and uh, I mean, he's the one who single handedly just comes up with fully formed all of um "Carm Chameleon." Think of that song, what you will, but it's just it's all his. And then he walks into the studio with the band and starts singing it, and they laugh at him, they make fun of it to his face. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, and uh, and then it beca- it just casually puts millions of dollars into their pockets. Because of course they record it and it becomes. I didn't know until reading the book just how big a hit the song was. I, I got the impression it was bigger than all the others.
1: Right. It that's how it it that's the way he describes it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because obviously we all knew that that was a big hit. I but like you, I did not realize just how enormous that really was for them. Yeah. Um, it's it's not my favorite. But, right. <laughs> but, but, but I, I, I can see how it is for other people. I mean, I, you know, that, you know, the, the other thing too, is, is something you touched upon as far as he never really talks. He, he doesn't, I mean, yes, he talks about culture club and, and all of that, but he doesn't really go into that much detail about songs or this or the other. No. Uh, and in the, some of the other books that we've read, that's, That's bothered me because I always want to know about the music. I always want to know about the music because that's what, you know, that's what we love, you know, so we want to know about all of that. But for some reason in this book, I think his story and everything else was just so outrageous and so entertaining and so crazy. That I didn't really mind so much, not.
0: I didn't, I didn't either. You
1: know, I was just kind of like, okay, great. You know, it was almost like, <laughs> uh, like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm bored too, boy George. Let's get out of the rec- recording studio. Let's go back to the party and right, tell me right, all about those that's, stars. That's, right. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm bored too. I don't want to know about that. I mean, I, I was the one thing that I was surprised to learn about. I've always known that, you know, that he and John Moss had a relationship. I think, right. I think most people knew that. I didn't know the extent of how that I, I didn't know the extent of that relationship i didn't know that it was quite as deep as it was nor did yeah. i know that so many of the songs were inspired by him right. which gives the songs that i do love <laughs> so much more meaning now and i and i'm i, I you know, like, I, for instance, I love time. I absolutely love that song. And yeah, that's one beautiful song. I love it. I just it's one of my go to karaoke songs. I absolutely sing my heart <laughs> out when I sing. No, I sing my heart out with that song. I just love it. And av- after having read this, I'm thinking, Oh, my gosh, so many of the, the, the really sad, beautiful songs were actually inspired by john. I, I never knew that. I mean, I knew Again, I think most of us knew about that relationship, but I didn't know sort of the extent of how much that influenced so much of what he wrote. Um, right. So that was really interesting for me to to find out too.
0: I I had I knew how how uh, I did know that actually. Oh, I um, didn't. It, I didn't know, however, how masochistic and violent. It was. Though. Oh my I, gosh. I mean, essentially we read that they literally beat each other up. Oh. He, he, Sean Moss is punching him and kicking him over and over and over again. He's got a black lip on this day. He's been punched in the face that day, oh, that day. My gosh. John Moss breaks glass and holds it to boy George's uh, face. I'm going to kill you. Yes, And it really, but I, you, it, it just seems like a hor- horrible cycle of, of basically just intense, Dramatic, violent fighting. It was so
1: volatile. My goodness. Irate. And
0: then they're just fornicating. Yes. Uh, and having graphic. Um, he alludes to ha- the kind of dirty sex, frankly. It, it Basically, he says the sex was just as violent as the fights were.
1: Yes, he does say But that. The,
0: the sex part, he just seemed to love. And it definitely seemed, however, to be mutually agreed upon. Um, uh Pa- the pattern seemed to be one that they were both participated in i don't want to say happily but it was such a predictable one that both of them were obviously getting something out of that pattern
1: well it, it was. was just so dysfunctional i mean the the but level <laughs> of
0: dysfunctional as you know that's a lowercase thing. yes like all capital letters. it
1: was just beyond Has,
0: i mean have you and nick ever once come close to even one <laughs> Never heard of a sentence of a paragraph of <laughs> their relationship.
1: Never, no, never. I mean, that I mean, I I couldn't possibly be with anyone that was who's physically punching in the face violent or and, and
0: breaking I
1: mean, glass and throwing no, him no, him. no <laughs> How Could you? I no. mean, how could <laughs> wow. anyone? How could anyone? That was apparently just,
0: pop rock starter. I mean, can, you know? it was
1: just yeah. It, that was it was excessive, but he was. I, it was almost like a drug. That was also like, it was almost that relationship almost sounded like it was in and of itself another drug. Just, and it was something that, and, you know, he talks about that, you know, going back sort of to his childhood, how, you know, later on in the book, he alludes to the fact that it was, or he pretty much says it, that it was, you know, his his dad used to have these angry outbursts and these sorts of things. And so he he says how he had, essentially turned into his dad and his relationships too you know by with the anger and all of this and it's just that dynamic that relationship between his father and and all of that it was just yeah it it, it's so interesting to me you know i i I told you this before i mean i think i'm always fascinated by family dynamics and i think that sometimes we don't realize just how much of that we carry with us whether we whether we had a good relationship with our parents or not, regardless of what those relationships are like, I feel we, we, we carry that. How can you not? That was your, kid yeah, sure. you grow up with. And so sometimes you, you take that into your relationships with other people, whether you want to admit it or not, but you do. And, and it seemed like he really carried a lot of that into all of his relationships. But with, with John, it was just such a violent, I mean, I, I, I couldn't understand where where any pleasure could have been derived from from it um you know I, I'm not a masoch- he was getting <laughs> I'm not a masochist that way um, any, any but, shrink
0: any shrink would tell you he was getting something out of it oh absolutely, absolutely
1: absolutely absolutely
0: I noticed all of his he says it himself that he his relationships tend to be with uh guys for whom he is the first homosexual experience yeah all, all of his relationships are oddly with seemingly straight guys yes kind of have private relationships with boy george when no one's looking yes and that dry and then when they're in public these straight guys won't acknowledge him and he just collapses in a fit of tears or anger or spray painting viol- you know epithets of profanity across walls. Or
1: throwing bricks into women's uh, (laughs) windows.
0: (laughs) And I just, he, I can't, I lost track of how many times he's just, Everything of his life is lived at the level ten, and so all of his fights are at level ten, and his breakups—he's constantly weeping and sobbing for days on end. Yes, uh, f- with one of these many relationships with a quote-unquote straight guy that later dumps him or won't acknowledge him. Yes, he, he sort of flirts with cutting his wrists and killing himself, and everything's just constantly at the most dramatic, yes, hysterical, histrionic level. And I was exhausted reading reading these. How do you, <laughs> yes, how do you, I had one or two of those experiences. Oh my five.
1: goodness, and, Christian!
0: <laughs> and the physical, the physical full throttle vibrating level of it was like I, you know, this is a these are meant to be rare life events, but they seem just to be the the standard of his relationships with all men, all uh types of
1: but even with his friends with oh, his friends yeah, even with his, his friends, friends because yeah, have- we haven't even got to no but I was about <laughs> to say Marilyn. i mean that was a whole level of dysfunction where he's always you know
0: yeah. paying
1: his way and, yeah. and, and and i mean listen i like to think that i'm generous with my friends and right. i certainly don't mind Treating a friend to dinner or saying, Hey, this one's on me. I'll get the drinks or I'll do that. You know, I certainly don't have trouble doing that, but I'm certainly not going to be, you know, supporting a friend and, sure. and, and paying their way for everything and having them live with me for free and right. taking, right.
0: Them, on e- and taking them on, and taking them on expensive
1: <laughs> trips on the Concorde. And oh, yeah. I mean, my like, God, multiple friends, multiple. Which-
0: But you know what? You know why it it, it resonated differently? And I bet it did for you as well. I agree with what you're saying here. Yeah, he was just a paycheck for all of these takers and users. But those were the people that were in his life prior to faith. Yes. That's how they were living then. It's like, well, who's got $5 today to feed us all?
1: Very, very valid point. And
0: And so suddenly one of these squatters that's
1: almost homeless
0: has millions of dollars. So it's like, well, your money is our money.
1: Yeah, essentially, essentially, yeah, yeah.
0: And I, I actually love, so I don't know, if I mean, I didn't know this, so maybe our listeners don't, but Marilyn was sort of a... Uh, I don't know, like a boy, Boy George Light, right? So a person who made a creative. He'd hate to hear
1: that. He'd hate to but hear that. I know. That. I'm sure he's going to be at my
0: door. He's going to throw a brick through my window. Oh, yeah, he was
1: another it. one. He was another one.
0: He was another one. So he was like a Boy George, like Light, you know, and who had his own mild career. Oh, by the way, I had to look it up on YouTube after reading about. It I was like, who is this Marilyn?
1: Oh, did you not know about him?
0: No, I didn't know Marilyn at all.
1: You know, he is in the video for the Eurythmics. Who's that girl? He's in that video. Ah, Yeah, yeah. So
0: so certainly a figure.
1: Oh, absolutely. A
0: rock and roll interest. For sure, Not a creative in the sense that there isn't a whole lot of musicality going on. But what I really liked about this Marilyn person um hysterical his, his, by the way hysterical. Uh, totally hysterical. I love I love their relationship <laughs> me they never, too as as quote-unquote awful as it is it never goes like dark it never goes they just seem to take the mean-spiritedness and stride yeah I mean, just she's just being a bitch today I mean, she took five thousand dollars yes. <laughs> and I did enjoy Marilyn again because this person knows Boy George, prior to fame, he can talk to Boy George. Like, yeah. stop being a bitch, just give him the money, <laughs> buy me this, buy me that. I'll pay you no. later.
1: He never, pay pays you later. Never, never pays them back. Never pays them back.
0: <laughs> never pays <laughs> them back.
1: Buy me an outfit, never pays <laughs> them back. I'll pay, oh buy my stuff God. on
0: credit using Boy yeah. George's name, rents, cars, you name it. And Play
1: it's tickets, hotel, right. everything. And it's,
0: but I love it's all conducted in the spirit of this kind of attitude of, this is who we are as a tribe, you know? And who do you start bitching about, you know, oh, you owe me something. It's just not how we operate. Right. You know, if you've got the money, then you're paying it today, I guess. And this is what we're doing. Let's go to Egypt this week. Okay. <laughs>
1: And what does Boy George say? And he always said it was like in his best interest. Like this is for you, but I'm right. coming with. It. I'm coming with right. to cheer you up, and you're paying <laughs> right. for our tickets. I mean, can you imagine having friends like that? Loved oh my it. gosh,
0: loved it. This, loved it. I know. It sounded I was, like a ton of fun.
1: It did. When you go to Jamaica, like every time, Boy George is having yet another breakdown, and they go to Jamaica. Right.
0: <laughs> The barbs and the one-liners. I could, oh, you know, my
1: gosh. I think
0: Martha, I'm fairly witty person. Like I can go to a, you know somebody's dinner party and I'll be fine, right? But boy, boy George is like on another. They're at a he hole. just yeah yeah he's batting a thousand boy Everybody, totally. And, and you know, we, Debbie Harry was so proud of her one comeback. She had the oh. out of page. And, boy, George just breathes it in and out. Just, he just hits his one-liners one after another. And, it's so funny. And I'm I just so, lost track.
1: Yes. And I'm so glad you bring uh, Debbie Harry up. Right. Because, you know, we talked about, and it goes back to authenticity. We Going back to Debbie Harry, you know, she is constantly trying to prove, like, how cool and how punk rock she is. And she says all these crass things. You're just kind of rolling your eyes, like, stops. Just stop. Right. Boy George every other word is crap yeah, every other word yeah. is an f bomb every and yet <laughs> i was not the least bit
0: bothered bothered
1: by it i yeah. was not i didn't do an eye roll I, because it felt authentic that yeah, is it's a genuine it language it yeah. did not feel forced it did not feel no. like I'm going to say this because, oh, I'm going to show the readers just how cool and how funny and witty I am. It was, it's authentically who he is. So it it never felt, it never felt fake. Whereas with Debbie Harry was just kind of rolling my eyes all the time. Like, Oh my God, here we go again. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Yes. You're so punk rock. Whereas (laughs) boy George, it's like, no, he's like the definition of punk rock. He truly didn't care. His friends didn't care. So I think that was why it was so refreshing and, and right. so glad
0: oh, to read. Yeah. All of those things. You know, I had, there's one line in particular, I thought, God, well, <laughs> who just, who just thinks of that on the spot? So he's one of his culture club's earliest shows are playing to a crowd. I guess it has some people who are just back in the day are happy to. You know, yell out slurs against homosexuals. And so they're saying oh, something. Oh, yes.
1: They're and he, so just, nice.
0: he just casually, you know, s- yells back to them that I've got your money now and I'm going to spend it all on eyeshadow. <laughs> and I just thought it's just such a throwaway yeah. one-liner. And I just thought yeah. at the, the sharpness, the acidity, the just the way it cuts and ends the, the constant. <laughs> You know, here's another line where they're making fun. The band is jealous of Boy George because yeah. he's so famous, and and they said, "Did they have enough like wax for your ego?" And he says, "Yeah, well, they had a little bit left over for a dwarf,
1: <laughs> which <laughs> is John Moss. Moss.
0: <laughs> right, He's just constantly referring to John Moss as a small little dwarf.
1: I laughed every time he called a dwarf. <laughs> I, so did I.
0: So did I every time. what I, <laughs> like, just I <laughs> The creativity. I know. I know. I think. I think he gets away with it because the create. You're just. You, I think you feel oh flattered god. to be slaughtered by him because you're like, oh my god, he made that up. He made that insult up. he sized me up, me, and cut me down. And that oh insult gosh. is just for me. Only you know what I mean. Only I. Get to be the recipient right. of that insult,
1: Christian. <laughs> that's so
0: clever. Every so time funny.
1: I read it, I I'm just couldn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm going to start calling other people dwarfs and go, "No, no, it's in good fun." Don't that's,
1: be good <laughs> that's what I thought, Christian. That's what I thought. And then I thought, "Wait, I'm not very tall. I don't know that I can get away with that
0: someone it. a dwarf." <laughs> I'm going to start calling super tall people dwarfs. <laughs> And go, no, it just means I like you, trust me. you just a dwarf. <laughs> you dumb dwarf.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I seriously started thinking, I'm going to start calling people left and right. Yeah. Oh my but God. it was, and you know, the one, oh, my gosh. I had to actually put the book down. And even Nick was like, what? You were, like, what's so funny? And I'm like, oh, my Because I was just laughing so much. Right. There's one story where <laughs> oh I can't even tell it because I'm I'm just gonna lose it again. Okay. <laughs> where he? Where <laughs> he? <Where are you? laughs> oh God. Where
0: are you? I like it when he says Mikey is the only black person on the planet without rhythm. that happens to be a bass
1: player. <laughs> <laughs> but the one where you know the one story he tells about his friend Philip, where he sends okay. him the wooden doll, and. <up>.
0: It's so creative. I wish my friends, even if they were mad at me, would spend that much time and energy doing something so hateful. <laughs> and then, they don't. <laughs> they just give me the silent treatment. They're so boring. <laughs> oh
1: my, lack of, You need some new frustration. Lack of creativity. Right. No, and my, that's
0: what he says when his bandmates criticize him for hogging all the tension. <laughs> yes. He says, well, it's not my fault. You're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: So true. Oh, my gosh. It's just... It's- I mean, seriously, I just could not, there were times where I really had to put the book down because I just could not stop laughing because his one liners are just, you know, the one one where he, um, where he tries to say hi to Janet Jackson. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She sucks, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my just, god! He just ha-
0: hang, he's hanging up on people if they don't respond <laughs> the way he wants. He calls no, them back, but and then just don't oh, over it. Where he's like, god, <laughs> he just. Did Oh my he's god. He's like he shows up three hours late to Richard Avag yes. and he's like, I'll
1: just get over it. <laughs> no, but the, uh, where he he tries to wave at her after she's like she had been rooting him or something, you right. remember? And then she tries to he tries to wave at her right. and she like totally ignores him and then he's the one liner is uh, Miss Jackson you're nasty. Oh my god, that just <laughs> <laughs> I just he has Hysterical. It's it absolutely is. hysterical. And
0: I've noticed that as the book goes on, the one-liners become faster and more frequent. Oh, throughout.
1: yes. It's like, like, back throughout. to back.
0: Back yeah, to just back. Increase in rapidity. Yes. And, and that same ability also translates to just a kind of, um, not just necessarily funny, but um, I just Oscar Wilde in a little bit. He, yes. has, he had a beautiful line about, uh, I think, his fans or people. Oh, the well, the consequences of fame uh and how it's hard. he 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 realized that he treated a lot of people like they were um he could walk all over them but yes. then he he has a follow up but he he says however what are you, what are you supposed to do when they all lay down in a row is it, a <laughs> sequence of rugs Yes, you know? yes. just the rhythm the language the words it was um so just co- i i i really more so than any Came away really, really wanting to meet this person. I mean, I really did, and I hope I do. And uh, I would just, you know, God, I would be delighted to see what he'd cook up to, you know, hopefully he'll call me a dwarf or something. (laughs) maybe he'll hone in on my half Guatemalan heritage or (laughs) he'll just find something and insult me. It's just, it's going to, it's going to feel great. Like, Oh, that was awesome.
1: Oh, I know. Like you've (laughs) been insulted by boy George. (laughs)
0: George. (laughs) And you know what? That's actually a compliment. He says something else about it. And he describes that the person who sculpted his wax statue, um, said that upon completing his statue said that boy, George's nose is too big for his face. And he said, well, I would insult that person, but I, they were so unremarkable. I don't remember them at all. <laughs> and that, that <laughs> was a genuine slam. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember. And this is coming from somebody who remembers everybody, every detail, right. every annex Right. And he, to, for him to say, you're not worthy of my memory. I don't even know who you are was such a, that's, that's truly uh, an insult. The rest is just color, just playful color is there should be a book of just boy georgisms you know how to
1: definitely
0: how, yeah like edits dinner etiquette by boy george and
1: know, dinner etiquette to, Yeah, what do you say to this
0: person who's bored? what do you say to that person yeah. what
1: do you say to and, people who get on your nerves constantly <laughs> like, exactly.
0: there should just be an app of boy george you click it this is what that's
1: a good idea actually on. that's yeah. something that he oh, could really he could make really monetize that but but christian who so, makes who yeah. else makes an appearance in this book who's made an appearance Uh, in every book we've read. I mean,
0: do you mean David Bowie? Of course. I'm assuming you mean David Bowie again. Yet again. He is the glue that, that I think Malcolm Gladwell, uh, would have, would, should have a riot just on David Bowie. He really, yes. uh, Who who did he just, and you know what? He just matter of factly says in his book, no concert to this day in his entire life has ever had the same impact. Yes. Yes. As the Ziggy Stardust tour by David Bowie. Yes. And I did like, but he comes full circle and says he encounters him a couple times, and I think even before he made it to, to fame, he encounters David Bowie again, and is a little not turned off, but you know he realizes, oh, it's just some guy. Yes. And some and sometimes it's just it's better not to meet your idols because he came away realizing, oh, it's just this person. He
1: this, says this sh- he describes them as better as a concept than reality.
0: Right. He just yeah he describes them as like having this weird teeth and just yeah that was a concept than reality but yeah david bowie's everywhere
1: and Roxy is music fact,
0: i think you and i are relegated to perhaps never making it because we don't have a chance to meet david well unfortunately the only way we can do it is if we resurrect him for the purpose of <laughs> have being anointed and then we'll achieve success
1: no but then you forget that brian ferry is still alive
0: and kicking that's true and, that he, might count. and he and he All also right.
1: and he also plays a role because at one point i i If I remember correctly, he says that uh, Brian Ferry inspired his style at one point, that that he was inspired by by Brian Ferry. So there's still one of them left.
0: Something else I really enjoyed about uh, when he becomes famous, he describes fans and how they behave, the quantity of the fans yes. they worship, this yes. and that. His, and his description of them really resonated differently for me than all the previous people we've read about um, because he was such a, again, such a fully formed personality. I, I really feel like Boy George would have become famous somehow. What, what broke through was his personality. He just sort of casually said, well, I'll, I'll use music as the mechanism by which I do that. It kind of felt that way. But anyway, he he talks about his attempts to try to sometimes get to know the fans and how that fails completely, because I guess the, you know, the by definition of the the relationship, the the hierarchy, one is above one is below. I mean, there's just no way to have a relationship with those people. They're just stilted, awkward conversations, just punctuated by lots of silence when he tries to talk to them. Right. And he, and he said, uh, you know, um, he makes the mistake of responding to some letters by some of his fans because that just leads to more letters. Yes. From them. And then, God forbid, he accidentally put an extra XO on a photograph or letter he's given to somebody because then the other fans just go ballistic because he likes them more than the others. Right. And I really just enjoyed his... It, it felt very refreshing, as you put it. His his description of these people. That he tries to make people, but he can't by virtue of celebrity. He, his his take on celebrity and the way he brings you into it is uh, unique amongst all the ones we've read about so far. Because of, as you put, it, the authenticity of the character you meet before he becomes famous. It's just so interesting as a person wholly apart from his fame. And I don't know that I can say that about a lot of people we've read before. Some of them just aren't that interesting. Yeah, their, ta- their, their talent makes them like, God, they're your talent. Tell me more about that. But as you put it, his talent it, is less interesting than his person. And and you that's know, what and
1: we've talked that, about this. No, we've talked about this. Yeah. You know, that with, with some of the books that we've read, it's you have... The interesting part of, of their book is as they're forming the band, as they're coming into as musicians and singers, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, the the that middle part is interesting because that's when they're sort of taking off and things are happening. And then as they get towards the end of the book, you're just kind of like, oh, OK, so now now what? But right. with Boy George, he. Aside from Culture Club, as a person, he is interesting. He is so so interesting interesting and fun. And you just want to keep reading about him. And you want to just keep knowing more, like you said, I would love to spend an afternoon with him, having a drink and or having oh dinner with him and just yeah, talking. To, Can you imagine? Spend
0: all of his money yes! And yes! <laughs> go to Jamaica yes! with him.
1: Yes. Yes. A week long trip <laughs> yeah. in Jamaica. Right. Oh my gosh. You know, obviously right. he would pay for it, but <laughs>
0: Sure. Oh yeah, I'd make him yeah. I'd put so much on his card. He wouldn't care. He wouldn't care. He'd, I could probably respect me a little bit more. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. So okay, so Culture Club dissolves and and again, a lot of the books I've been reading, when I get to the part where the band breaks up, I return to oh man, now I gotta read about the person. Yeah. I, I didn't feel that way. I'm like, oh wow. Neither man, did cares? I. Who cares? Yeah. forgot about Like it. the
1: party goes on. The party is still raging. The party goes
0: on. Yeah. Right. George is alive and raging still. So then of course we get to the drugs. And so this 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 experience of what <laughs> taking drugs is like um is is I don't know what the word is I'm sure you'll come up with it it it's it's beautifully contrasted with John Taylor's because yes. again, it just make John makes John Taylor's Boy Scout attempts to claim to be a drug addict seem even more ridiculous and pathetic, because like everything Boy George does, when he does it, he does it huge, hard, and big, and. Again, though, he, look, I've seen a million movies like you have. I've seen The Withdrawal from Heroin. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it all. I've read it all. I get it. Heroin, bad, no good, fun in the beginning, crappy on the way out, steal from parents, severed relationships. I tell you, he brings the same amount of energy, though, to his description of his drug period time, that it was just as engaging just as Interesting. You know, it wasn't the gloomy cloud that it normally becomes when you get to that part of the rock star biography. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes. And it it was dark. I mean, it was dark
0: because, he, again,
1: just like with everything else in the book, he really goes into detail and he really describes it for you. And you just... I mean, when I was done with that part of the book, I honestly felt like I had done all those drugs. I was yeah, just, right. I was just like, my goodness, right. this is exhausting. I feel I need to go to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it's that detailed. It's that detailed. It's that detailed. I mean, he re- and and he really does a great job at describing the misery which accompanied the drug use. Yeah. <laughs> but yet how difficult it was for him to stop. Sure. And he, and he draws you in because of that. Trust me. The last thing I want to read is yet another rock stars, right. drug addiction and all of those yeah. stories. But the way that he writes about it, I, you know, I, I couldn't help but feel for him. I uh, I was, even though I know the outcome as I was reading it, I was cheering for him, <laughs> you know, like I, yeah, I, like, so like, I like Oh my gosh, please just stop already. You know, I, I, I felt concerned as if though he was a friend as I was mm-hmm. reading through that. And, and my heart was breaking for him as he describes sort of the, the, the misery that, the, you know, and so much of it was heartbreak and, and sad. there was so much that was, that, that led him to that. I mean, sure, the parting too. I mean, it was all, it was all of it, all of it. But when he talks about how difficult it was for him to stop, even when he's having people in his life dying, but he couldn't stop it, it, the way that he describes that angst and yeah. all of that misery and frustration, he details it in such a way that I was feeling it for him too. As, as, as though I was, again, as though I was a friend and I was concerned for my friend. And, and again, I mean, I know what the outcome is and I know he's okay now, but just reading that it, and your heart can help but break for his mother, you know, who, yeah,
0: his dad and his Jeez.
1: dad. Oh my gosh. Ooh. And, and then you think about the relationship, that strange relationship that he's had with his dad all along. And then you have his dad, you know, in tears. That he can mm-hmm. get his son to get better. And it was just so heartbreaking. But unlike the other books, I wasn't, I wasn't turned off by it. I wasn't right. rolling my eyes like, here we go. Here's the part of the book. Right. I mean, it was, <laughs> it wasn't like that with him. And again, I think it goes back to authenticity, yeah. Christian. I yeah. think it's, everything he says, he says it with such a level of authenticity and raw honesty that you can't help but respond to it emotionally. You can't help but be drawn into it because you genuinely are caring for him as he's telling you all of this, because he takes you through all of it and and you're sort of going through the ups and downs with him. I mean, talk about this being the best biopic ever why there hasn't been a movie made about his life to the state. I don't understand because this is a movie I'd want to see.
0: I wouldn't, it should be like a five <laughs> season series. I mean, oh, you,
1: you want to see it. a series. You don't want to see that. Oh, yeah, I think
0: it would be offensive to, to, to take just the standard biopic three act screenplay and apply it to, to this. Well, I it's
1: very rich. It's so, that's for sure.
0: Oh, it's just, it's so, uh, it's deserving of just so much more than, you know, I think I understand your point, which is it's just so rich and happy. You think that somebody would have tried that. Right. Somebody will. Um, I hope they don't. I'd rather see just a, like I said, uh, a series, a big
1: yeah, <laughs> a Netflix, was, um, a Netflix yeah. series. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That would be great too.
1: That would be great too.
0: Yeah. Entire first season. is just his childhood. You don't even get there. You know, you have, and again, people would experience what we did. You forget, Oh, I'm watching this because of boy George. Yes. When it it gets there would just be one more component of the story.
1: Can you imagine? Uh, Can you imagine the season of the the, when they get to the season of of both he and and Marilyn traveling and all the partying and oh my gosh, that would be (laughs) the best. That'd be great. That'd be be the best.
0: I think that could only be an up one episode because it's just the same. (laughs) You know,
1: it's so intense. It's so crazy. So much.
0: You know, back to his drug addiction, and so first of all, I was just dumbstruck that in this day and age. We read repeatedly that he, as all, I guess, drug, hardcore drug addicts do, they can't resist trying to get through customs with
1: drugs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And get away with it.
0: Yeah. In this state, you'd think that, I mean, look, if we can go to the moon and get vaccines and figure out. How to make civilization, right? You'd think that we'd figure out how to search the human body for drugs and find it. But these police officers over and over and over don't. They're in his shoes, they're here, they're there, they're in his, you know, underwear, wherever. He gets through with it and away with it all the time. That part just struck me over and over again. Like, you people are terrible at your job. Considering you're harassing him, considering you're pulling him out of line and you know, strip searching him, you've done all of that and you're still failing to do the thing. that The one thing. Right. You, okay. Right. But part two is... Considering how specific and colorful and detailed every moment of the book is, um, it therefore to me let that much more impact. When he talks about when he first really goes through a hardcore cold turkey, there's a single sentence where he says, There is no way I can describe to you what came next. So for him to say, I, without words, could tell you what came next was really something to me. Yes. So successful. Using words and describing everything that's come before. So when he said that, I really paused to think, wow, that sounds that sounds not good. That sounds not fun. That sounds like something I don't want to experience. If, if the English language is failing a person like that and saying, I can't even explain to you this the the black pit that this was. That was giving me the willies. I didn't like it. And it, uh, I'm glad I haven't done heroin. Yes. I have no, because, no plans on doing it.
1: No, please don't. Because okay. <laughs> no drugs. Uh because just the way <laughs> that just the way that he described the initial withdrawals yeah. from it. And so that you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Christian, because that's that stood out to me too. And I thought, boy, if she can't even describe that and everything he's described yeah. sounded so awful, I don't ever want to know what that is like. I, and I hope no one I know yeah. personally ever has to go through anything like that either.
0: Yeah, the, I guess some void of loneliness that I, can't, I don't want to put my finger in. And looks like he spent just days and days and days inside of it. Oh. Um, so another, again, I, it was hard not to think of John Taylor's book as I'm reading this because this one is so, so rich and layered and is, I think, for lack of a better word, What made me like it. Okay. It's such a cheap word about him. Use it. Most of all is he then goes to India, right? He kind of somewhat. First of all, he doesn't ever seem, I'm surprised when he does kick drugs, he's still drinking constantly. Bottles of wine left and right. Yes. Yes. His, his life is always really nuanced. It's never black and white. He, when he, like I said, he's still smoking ganja left and right. Uh, and I, that was a surprise to me. I'm so used to the trope of, um, I'm John Taylor. Oh, my God, I did, did a lot of Coke. But then I realized it's not my fault. And now all I make are, you know, carrot smoothies all day. And I don't drink anything but water. That's so boring. Okay, it's so boring. So when I read he's going to India and he's meeting these Buddhists and he's flirting with Hare Krishna, I'm thinking, oh, no. I, I thought the book was going a succumb to I have discovered the way and the truth, and now I know the answer is this. And he never does that. He never no. hits that. He even his flirtation with some kind of religion. It Which
1: only, I appreciated so much.
0: That that it was nuanced and that he doesn't just swallow like uh the Kool-Aid completely yes. in one thing. Yeah. He doesn't do that. I thought that was really um, I don't know, he says consistently himself. And he that The fact that he just never, I thought he was going to buy in and like, oh, no, no, this is where I read that, you know, and he just, but he has issues. Um, he's just got a level head the whole time where he's constantly very analytical and, and, and critical and he just doesn't accept some way out. I don't, I think he's just so hardwired to be so, I don't know, too bright to be able to do that. I'm not trying to be negative pejorative about people who wholeheartedly absorb something, but um, he never does that. And he he comes away sort of absorbing parts of these things. Yes. And, and that was so, so rich and again, multidimensional compared to John Taylor, who's like, I went to promises in Arizona. Uh, I went without air conditioning for two weeks. Right. <laughs> a lot. I'm much better now.
1: Yes. <laughs> right? And you know, that's and, and I think that the reason that I I appreciated his spiritual journey as much as I did was because he Even as he's going through it, he's just like, Oh my gosh, I don't know about this. Are you kidding me? Right, right. And, and I, I appreciated that so much because if there's one thing I, and I don't mean to insult any of our listeners who, who might have gone through that experience of, you know, having a spiritual awakening and all of a sudden their life is transformed. I think that's wonderful. But when that happens a lot of the time, people become very righteous in their spiritual awakening. Right. And it's such a turnoff to me when that happens to people because you can't deny the other parts of your life that have happened prior to that spiritual awakening because that's still part of you. And while this spiritual awakening might might make your life better in some ways, it doesn't all of a sudden make you superior to other people. And I think a lot of the time people have that sort of self righteousness that somehow they feel that they've become better. And I appreciated that he was just kind of like, well, this sounds great and it seems to work. And maybe it is what they're saying. I don't know. I feel good. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> and, and I really, I, I just really appreciated that because again, there's that authenticity again where he's saying, I don't know if it's really god i don't know because you know he says he's an atheist uh, uh, but, but but he believes in a higher spiritual being and and whatnot and 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 he but he doesn't preach and he doesn't sort of start all of a sudden he's like this reformed person and now he's holier than thou it's, it's never like right. that you know and and i like that because yeah i thought go ahead no because again you know that that's an easy path to go sometimes especially someone who's had the life that he's had it it could have been very easy for him to have been so kumbaya after that and i am (laughs) a new
0: person and
1: i am wonderful and i was
0: worried weren't you worried
1: i was but i was but i wasn't because you know i i follow him and i followed him throughout the years and i know that he's not like that you know and so um so I, but, but reading sort of the the fact that he says, you know, I think these things are great. I don't know if it's really God. I don't know what it is, but it makes me feel good. And I'm going to keep doing it, but I still wonder. And I, right. I, I like that. Yeah. I, I really like that.
0: Yeah. He didn't delete the person that you'd come to know. Right. And I was, I, I was worried he was going to do that. He was going to say, well, that was all fun but don't be that way. It's, it's a terrible way to be. I've now learned that this is the way you do things. Um, and along those lines, he's not preachy. No, he never preaches. He concludes with something that I really elevated the book to the final level, because the book is very, I mean, for lack of a better word, I mean, it's, it's very gay and that he takes you on a homosexual man's, his particular, the homosexual journey in a certain channel of, you know, a certain, uh, world from start to finish. So much of you know, involves sex and he's re- constantly talking about boys he has crushes on, uh, the room service staff that comes to his door, the, the juice guy, the this guy, the that guy, it's yes. just guy, 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 guy. I mean, it is. It's, it's, re- it's relentless in a way that honestly, I, I, I wanted to know if this occurred to you, Martha, but if, if you were, if I were famous, let's say, okay. Right. And if I were constantly throughout my book, just talking about, Oh, I saw this girl. Oh my God. She was so, you should have seen the rack on that one. And you, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, relentlessly. Yeah. I don't know that I could get away with it. I couldn't, but there's something about the fact that he's gay and he's sort of, I'm not, I don't think saying anything he would disagree with. He adopts a queen persona Like a queen till the end, and somehow because I'm a queen, I can say these things. It's okay. Gives himself a pass to do that, right? Yes. I mean, he even names Martha his his music company. He names more protein. Yes.
1: I didn't need I didn't
0: need an explanation (laughs) to know what he was getting at. We're
1: we're all adults, of course not. We know what that meant.
0: (laughs) Right. So he's graphic about his just hunger for uh for men in all capacities at all times. And his experiences with them. And so I thought it was remarkable. In the literal sense of the word. He concludes the book by talking about um, being gay. And uh, his assessment of what homosexuals are like. And what they really fear and think about. And a lot of it is not. um, It's very nuanced. It's not a very simple, hey, I'm gay. I like it this way. And that's that. And everyone should just be fine with that. He, he he thinks that there's more to it than that. And he doesn't shy away from stating that. It, do you know what I'm referring to, yes. Martha? The yes. At the, the
1: very book? end. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. About the relationships. And he, he says, you know, these casual sex relationships that homosexuals seem to have. And it's not just, there's nothing bumper sticker about the book, about his thoughts or his thinking. No. Um, and it's all... I think he could talk about almost any subject and not get offended and close down.
1: Well, and I because, think, go ahead.
0: Because he, he think, I think he realizes everything's nuanced and, and is, there's a lot, in, every subject is loaded and comes with the backstory and history. And, and I don't think he would shut down and go, I'm, you certainly don't have to worry. Anything you say is going to make him say the word I'm offended. You know, he just seems so much smarter than that. and, the way he concluded with the final three paragraphs was—I um, don't know—it just brought the whole book to me full circle, and it, it clarified a lot of um, the, the languages used to describe all this, the sexuality of the book. You know, he sort of addressed it yes. head-on in the middle, yes, and that—that that was really uh, uh, the, the final take, the final like just wow level for me, for lack of a better word.
1: And you know, the that that final at the end where he, where he talks about the various types of relationships and, and and homosexuals and and all of that, that I felt like I, I've had conversations like that with, with my gay friends. And so that really resonated um, because I've, I've had those conversations with them, you know, with my friends who are gay and, and so much of what he said my gay friends have said to me. So I think that,
0: yes, it's, it's all very nuanced. It's all. That's not something you hear from that side where I'm just going to say it. He says, the truth is most of us find it. He just, I mean, that's the phrase. The truth is most of us find it hard to commit ourselves to relationships. We fear intimacy and always think the dick is bigger on the other side. Again, he just ends with that funny little but that's the second to last paragraph yes. of his four hundred and eighty three page book. And he's choosing that for a reason to end on. Yes. You know? And uh I I don't know. It was an insight. I thought that it was remarkable of him to to he didn't have to.
1: He didn't have to. No.
0: Hey, you know, we like, we like, we're fine. We're all the same. But he's, he's
1: again, he's authentic and, and he's who he is and he's true to himself. And I think that's why the book succeeds because he is never not himself. He is never not truly who he is. And he's not afraid to show us who he is, you know, and he, and, and he shows us all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, I appreciated that. He didn't try to hide any part of who he is and trying to make himself sound better or worse than what he is and who he is, yeah. you know? It was just, here it is. And think of yeah. me whatever you want. I really don't care, but this is my story. Uh, whereas I think up until now, so many of the other books, they've played to their persona. Or yes. and they oh, no And they've played mm-hmm. into oh, well, this is what I should be writing about and not, let me write my story the way I want to write about it. And he just went for it. And it made, again, I mean, it was a very long book and I never, I was never counting pages. I was just turning them so quickly because I wanted to know what, what next crazy story was going to come. You know, (laughs) what, 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 what other wild story was he going to tell us about whatever he, you know, he and Marilyn were going to, do or I mean I was riveted, riveted throughout so, the book.
0: <laughs> one other aspect of his personality I particularly like is his ongoing obsession with his weight and the food that he <laughs> Yeah. So throughout the book, he's just eating. He, you know, he wants to be seemingly be female, like feminine, and you know he admires Marilyn, looks at Marilyn Monroe, and all of these things. But he's constantly eating garbage. And he, he just treats us to inside and so the kinds of garbage he's eating on a nonstop basis. Yes. And there's such a great detail. I personally loved when he says that when he's in LA, he orders out for Fat Burger, not In N Out, <laughs> Fat Burger. <laughs> yes. I just, and I just love the description that he's in with his big bum and he's gaining weight. He's becoming a slob.
1: Oh my god! And,
0: and the food that he's eating—or not—he says one of the great things about being a drugie is he's super thin and skinny. Yeah,
1: when so he's doing uh, the heroin, just, right. that was like his heroin <laughs> chic, and he's just so thin. That's the part that he liked about it. He says,
0: "Right, it was just—I just, just love those, those, those details, and the, the it, it just, it's just—it's so relatable. I don't personally—he eats the way I wish I could eat." And again, going back to he just engages in behavior that all of us kind of wish that, you know, would like to, if we could get away with it. Yeah. But he just indulges in them all in such humorous ways. I mean,
1: I wish I could just and, eat fries all day. and <laughs>
0: right. That's what he does.
1: And he does. And he says he eats all you, it all. All of it.
0: You can. All you got to do is a lot of heroin and do a lot of Oh, no. you'll just keep the no, world No, no, no. And it, like one detail... I thought, God, I'm not going to read this in anybody else's book. He just casually says, Culture Club never put on an amazing show. Yes. He is just up front. He's like, hey, sometimes, you know, we were, you know, fun to watch and we'd get maybe in a pocket, but we were never that good. <laughs>
1: Yes, he totally
0: says it. He He totally says it. it. He says he says playing huge venues was terrible. He hated it. He hated it. I couldn't hold the crowd. I didn't know how to do it. (laughs) The pants making mistakes all the time, and I just thought that's so great. And again, because that's not the crux of his story. You you read it such a it's so colorful. It's just one more chapter of this guy's life. You look. I wonder what the dude's going to do next. You know.
1: Well, now what is he? I mean, now he's. He's everything. He's a singer. He's a producer. He's a DJ. Right. He's
0: Which is honestly kind of boring to me. I don't you know, I'm not a big it's hard to be maybe I need categories. The people who I just do a little bit of all I just I hear, well, I'm leaving off my royalties and I can afford to do it all.
1: Wouldn't that That's be what nice? <laughs> Wouldn't that be sure. nice? Sure.
0: Oh yeah, I know. Uh, if if I could find the right makeup and outfit to create a character. I'd it. Be, if that would help oh, us take off. Well,
1: let's do it. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Put on uh, yeah. put some makeup would,
0: on you. <laughs> I would not squat for fame. I would not defecate in an outdoor toilet. Nor would for I for fame. I do I insist on bathing. Same. Unlike George Michaels. Same. I don't think I don't think I just we're not wired for no, it. No, we we're not. We I you know, I brush my teeth. I know. I, Pay my taxes. I, I realize. I know. I like showering
1: up to twice a day sometimes, so that, that wouldn't work it, for right.
0: me. <laughs> I I just I they may, if they sold a, a pill called fearlessness, you know, and, and I knew this was on the other side. I just I don't know that I, I think I would. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Martha. We got to do something crazy. We
1: got to do something wild,
0: <laughs> wild and crazy. That obviously it's the only way to get to.
1: Apparently, apparently yeah. it is.
0: Right. <laughs> we're just I've never felt so square. Well wow. we are. We're oh, just wow. text pain citizens.
1: I mean, compared to Boy George, the whole world is. Compared to Boy George. The whole world that's is. True.
0: Compared to Boy George. Oh well. Well, I'm excited, super excited to to read um This is part one.
1: Yes, this is part one.
0: Yes, he's written the second book. I'm really excited to read it. Apparently, he wrote it with a different um, transcriber, so it reads differently. Yes. That that out together. I'm super stoked to read it. Um, Same. Yep. Because I don't think he's going to
1: become boring in the second book.
0: No. Right? Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's just knitting. Maybe he's not knitting. He, I follow
1: him on Instagram. Maybe. He's not. He's doing a lot of really healthy diets, but he's not knitting. Oh, you know,
0: that sounds. <laughs> healthy gonna, recipes, rather. Gonna, healthy recipes, not diets. He's going to team up with Gwyneth, and then it's, it's going to be Oh, cold. no. Then I'll really start rolling my eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I don't know. I feel like we covered this today. I think so. Um, it's, it's sad to leave this one behind.
1: It is. I no, enjoyed it yeah. so, so much.
0: Yeah, it's going to be hard to move on, but move on. We're going to have to, although we've got part two coming um, soon. Yes. And um, we're. by the way, the one thing Martha and I did take away from reading Debbie Harry is that we do encourage our listeners to draw or paint or create collages of our faces <laughs> in portrait and mail them to us. Well, they could we they promise could, to keep them all. We will. They could we share will.
1: them online. We can yes. email them so, to us.
0: Yes. I have a large space on my living room wall that I'm reserving. And the first listener to send a a painting of my face, I'm going to hang it with pride. (laughs) Hang there for at least one year. And um, I, I encourage all of you to get to work with your color palettes, your color theory. Your watercolors, your oil colors, whatever medium you want to use doesn't really matter to me. Or Martha, um, of course, it's up to you. Yes. I wonder I wonder which one of us is going to get more.
1: Oh, my gosh. Do I don't know. This is our first competition. No, I don't like that. If you get more <laughs> than I do, I'm going to be so upset that I'm just going to rip it and throw it just like George did. Right. <laughs> yes,
0: throw it on me. Mean, I'm
1: just going to be like, just, no. Yeah,
0: you can say they just wanted to paint the ugly one. Uh, I think interesting. <laughs>
1: I'll <laughs> oh, just like get it and break it on your head.
0: <laughs> yeah, beauty is harder to capture, Kristen. That's why nobody can <laughs> attempt to do Martha.
1: Oh my goodness! A, a can you imagine? There. We're just gonna be fighting with each other. That'll be the yeah. end of it. We'll be fighting with one another because <laughs> someone got more. Someone got more datings <laughs> <laughs> than the other.
0: <laughs> uh, but we will. Yeah, our wax figures must be jointly. Oh, yeah, for
1: sure. There's no other sure. way. No other way. There's
0: no other way. Like the song. There's no other. No way. other way. Anyway, again, please mail your paintings to us. Um, reach out. We would. I encourage it. I encourage fanaticism. Fans. Fan offerings. Fan anything. Else, fan
1: <laughs> cookies. Not cookies. <laughs>
0: or whatever. I'll eat
1: it. I'll wine it. bottles, baby. Fine. Champagne. I'll take it. Champagne. Yes. Sparkly white okay. wine for me and champagne, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you again for joining me, Martha. Um, this has been another delightful journey with you.
1: Thank you, Christian.
0: <clears throat> hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this show is lovingly produced by Deep Signal Studio.
1: Yay, you got it, right. oh, I it yes. got it right.
0: I'm growing and deepening as a person as a result of this journey. And you know what? Since it's worth the end of the show, I feel like it's wiser to do it this way. <laughs> You know what we're doing, Martha? What are we doing? Cuz people can stop listening right now if they want. Okay. You know what we're doing? What are we doing? Have you ever heard of the walk? I completely blanked on it. It's called the way to San so and so. It's a very famous walk that people do. The way. Have you ever heard of this? I these? don't know. I'm not sure. It's in Spain, I think it is. Think oh, 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 the pilgrimage. The pilgrimage, the pilgrimage to Sam, see, so-and-so. oh my gosh, I'm a yes. bad Catholic.
1: I should know this. Uh,
0: right, you are bad. Oh, Catholic.
1: I am. I actually am. Uh,
0: you and I are going on that walk. But,
1: wow. But
0: times 10. We are, we are, but instead of miles that we're walking, we're pizza pages we're reading. Yes. I mean, I can't even, I've lost track of how many pages we've read, but we're doing Hundreds. Because, and this way we are radical. We are going on an epic walk that nobody can i mean we're so many miles down the road so many think think about it and really what we're doing is we're walking inside the heads of these people it's like endless I don't know, sometimes yeah we're just delving into the minds of these people with our eyeballs as we <laughs> read line after line after line we're going True. on that walk that pilgrimage it is the ultimate exhaustive pilgrimage the rock and roll pilgrimage and it's
1: I like that, Christian. The is. Rock, and roll, like the the rock and roll Pilgrimage. I like the sound of that.
0: Pilgrimage. I like it. This was a big. This church we just hit. The oh, on the route. Yes, was a, a big one with ornate windows. And very ornate. Very impressive.
1: Very, very. Ornate.
0: And yeah, but you know what? Hmm. Walk on. We must. We have to keep going. Yes. We can't dilly-dally. We do. So on that note, we as we'll we'll meet up with you at the next place we arrive at. Um I guess that's it. We'll see you next time. See
1: you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone.